Holy Father in heaven, we praise your name and we thank you for giving us the privilege to be among the living today. We know it is not because of our holiness or righteousness, but this is your grace and love and goodness displayed upon us. Therefore, we worship you and say, may all praise and glory, honor, adoration be unto your name now and forevermore. Lord, as we live in a sinful world, we of our own selves cannot have power and strength to meet the mighty foe and to fulfill the purpose which you have for us to reflect the image of God in our lives, except you help us. Lord, we have come to you this morning. We pray that this devotion will be a tool to receive strength and help from above. Please, Lord, put your words in our mouth and give us utterance, give us understanding that as we speak, Lord, it shall be blessing to us and to all those who would listen. Grant of your spirit to every one of us that this devotion shall lift us up and make us the better in the image of Jesus Christ. Do this and take the glory. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, January 10 Used by Satan And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 to 14 Having herself transgressed, she, Eve, became the agent of Satan, working the ruin of her husband. In a state of strange, unnatural excitement, with her hands filled with the forbidden fruit, she sought his presence and related all that had occurred. An expression of sadness came over the face of Adam. 
he appeared astonished and alarmed. To the words of Eve he replied that this must be the foe against whom they had been warned, and by the divine sentence she must die. In answer, she urged him to eat, repeating the words of the serpent that they should not surely die. She reasoned that this must be true, for she felt no evidence of God's displeasure, but on the contrary realized a delicious, exhilarating influence, thrilling every faculty with new life, such she imagined as inspired the heavenly messengers. Adam understood that his companion had transgressed the command of God, disregarded the only prohibition laid upon them as a test of their fidelity and love. There was a terrible struggle in his mind. He mourned that he had permitted Eve to wander from his side. But now the deed was done. He must be separated from her whose society had been his joy. How could he have it thus? Adam had enjoyed the companionship of God and of holy angels. He had looked upon the glory of the Creator. He understood the high destiny opened to the human race should they remain faithful to God. Yet all these blessings were lost sight of in the fear of losing that one gift which in his eyes outvalued every other. Love gratitude, loyalty to the Creator, all were overborne by love to Eve. She was a part of himself, and he could not endure the thought of separation. He resolved to share her fate. If she must die, he would die with her. After all, he reasoned, might not the words of the wise serpent be true? Eve was before him as beautiful and apparently as innocent as before this act of obedience. She expressed greater love for him than before. No sign of death appeared in her, and he decided to brave the consequences. He seized the fruit and quickly ate. Amen. used by Satan. Romans chapter 15 verse 4 For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. The title of our devotion for today is Used by Satan. This is a sad story indeed, a dark day in human history the time when Eve, deceived by the devil, and Adam, not having sufficient trust in God enough to leave things in God's hands, infatuated, intentionally disobeyed God. And as we read through the story, it cannot but evoke in our minds the thought what would have been had Adam chosen not to eat that fruit. All over as we go through the history of man, 
when we look at the foundation of man's disobedience, you will find in it the lack of trust in God's wisdom and a lack of trust in his love. That is what we will find. As we read the story of Eve and of Adam, we can see ourselves reflected in them, for we also are no different. All the decisions you see them making on a daily basis, we do the same thing for the same reasons that they did. We are still suffering from the same sickness today. And that is why we read this passage in Romans 15 verse 4 that these things were written for our learning so that we can have true patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. And the Lord says to us also that these things were written so that we who are living in the end times will be careful with our lives and the choices that we make. Are we going to make the same choice as Adam for the same reason he did or the same choice as Eve for the same reason she did? The title of our devotion is used by Satan and the focus we are going to be looking at is how many times we also are used by Satan and how to ensure that we are not used by Satan. Eve's interrelationship with Adam shows how she lured him and through her influence caused him to sin. We have influence every one of us and through our influence, little or big, we have influence to sway people in a certain direction and we must be careful where our influence is leading people. The influence of Eve was not good on Adam. That influence has caused the world the woes that we see today. But then, the influence I have over my brethren and the influence which you have over those around you also can be good or evil. It is all in our hands. It's our choice. But it happens and it is that anything we allow to influence us, we all are going to become evangelists of that thing. Eve became an evangelist. She wasn't an evangelist for God. God had given her a message. She didn't carry the message properly. She miscarried it. When the devil came to her through the serpent, there was a time for her to be a firm evangelist for God standing her ground and preaching the gospel to the serpent and telling the serpent that they will die if they eat that fruit. But here it was that she mistrusted God's love and mistrusted his wisdom, but rather trusted the wisdom of the serpent, thinking that the serpent was wiser than God and thinking that the serpent had her best interest in heart more than God. For what reason, my brothers and sisters, till today I cannot tell. The serpent had never done anything for her that she could say, oh, this is his track record and this is the reason I trust him. There was nothing he had taught her in the past for her to say, oh, since he is the one that taught me this and that and that and that, that is why I can trust his wisdom. There was no time she could reflect in the past and say, oh, the, the serpent has done this and shown me that he loves me and that's why I trust his love, that what the serpent is telling me is in my best interest. And there was one. 
the creator of heaven and earth, the God of heaven, her own God, who had placed her in that garden in love and had done so much for her in love, yet she had the guts to mistrust his love, to mistrust his wisdom and think that he was lying to her and think that, that God was actually deceiving her. When I think of the thoughts that were going through Eve's mind, I wonder at how deep this sin can be. How would you love it, O parent, that you tell your child something about someone you know very well is not good, someone you know very well is not having the family's interest at heart, and your child meets this person somewhere and starts to listen to this enemy and downloads everything from that enemy and believes it and starts to think that you, mother, you, father, are the one in the wrong, that you are the one who doesn't love them after all you have done for your child in taking care of them, bringing them up and all. They have the guts to think that someone outside there loves them more than you do. Do you see the treachery in it? Do you see the deep betrayal that a child would do that to you, O parent? Then think of what Eve did to God in believing what the serpent told her. And think of what we all do to God when we read the scriptures and we hear him giving us our own command. To them, it was that they should not eat of the tree. To us, he has given us his commandments. But yet, many of us we think that the Lord is too strict, just like Eve thought that he was too strict. We think that the Lord doesn't have our best interest at heart, and we are just waiting for someone to come and tell us something different from what God has said. And as soon as the person tells us that, hey, dear, this is what I thought it was, very good, I prefer, I prefer what you've just said. And then we become evangelists for error and falsehood. We become evangelists for the devil and start to spread his message and influence others with our bad behavior and with our bad messages, with our erroneous teachings. We become evangelists of this error, influencing children, influencing our spouses, influencing friends and society, and then the living of iniquity is sown in the whole world. This is what it means to be used by Satan. It first of all starts with the deception of not believing the truth, opening yourself to believe a lie. So that when the lie comes, even if you don't have any lie to believe now, the fact that you rejected the truth, all it means is that you are waiting for a lie to come and you would accept that above the truth. And once the lie comes and you accept it like Eve, you will take the lie like the fruit in your hands, filled with in your hands and go and start spreading it everywhere telling people this and that oh you believe in evolution for example start to spread the message of evolution because that's what you want to believe you you've you, you've disbelieved the truth already or you believe something else that the word of god does not uh, support because you've rejected that which the word of god supports and then you carry that message as though it is a gospel truth and in carrying it that way many are deceived we should be careful what we believe let us learn to trust in God. God has our best interest at heart. Even when we do not understand why he is saying what he is saying, we need to trust his love. Look at his past record. He doesn't have anything bad in mind for us. So when he is telling you something that you do not understand right now, trust in the past. Look at the past as how he had led you 
and then say to yourself, even though I don't understand what is going on right now, I trust that he knows what he's telling me to do and it is for my best interest, even though I can't see how, but yet I have to trust him and walk in faith with him, which was what Eve failed to do. Eve could have at least be confused like I always say. Why wasn't she just at least confused and say, oh, I don't know what to do anymore disbelieve God and both and disbelieve the devil and then be confused and go and at least check with God and tell God this is what I heard is it true is it true that you withheld this fruit from me because you don't want me to be like you that would have been noble enough it would have shown that at least she's giving God the benefit of the doubt an opportunity to explain himself but she didn't do that and that's how it is with many people when they just think oh this person is telling a lie they will even go and check with the person they won't want the person to come and speak again so that the person will not so-called undeceive them whereas they just love the lie like Eve loved the lie so she didn't want the lie to be taken away from her because if she went to meet God most likely she would have been talked out of what she wanted to do but she did not at least should have she should have even called her husband to discuss it with him but because the heart was already set upon that thing like what she saw she saw that it was a fruit able to make one wise. It was pleasant to the eyes. There was no need to check with Adam. There was no need to ask him. She made the decision by herself. And she made the decision and she ate. And there was the devil lurking in the darkness, watching, seeing how he was going to bring about the fall of man. And he did do it. What I think, like I've said earlier, is the, is the foundation of all this, is a manifest lack of trust in God's wisdom and the lack of trust in his love. I remember the story of the children of Judah, the Jews, when they had apostatized so badly and the Lord said he was going to make Babylon take them as captives. He did not intend for them to be utterly destroyed. The first siege, nobody had really killed anybody. Just the first captives was taken, which included Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They were not beaten. They were just taken as slaves to Babylon, just like that. The second time, the same thing. The third time, God, through Jeremiah, told the king Zedekiah, Do not resist. Jeremiah 29, verse 10 and 11. For thus says the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you, in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. But the people did not believe that God had their best interest at heart. How could going to Babylon be a good thing? As far as they were concerned, it was not a good thing and they were going to resist it. Even if they heard the Lord tell them that it was okay, they should just allow it to happen, that nobody was going to be killed. But they resisted and the end of it was that the temple was burnt down. People were plundered, killed and blood was shed all over Jerusalem because they resisted the word of the Lord. Because they did not trust God that he knew what he was doing, that he was doing it out of love and that it was the wise decision he was making. We need to learn to trust God. Many of us too, the same thing happens to us. Adam mistrusted God. He knew that Eve was deceived. He himself was not deceived. But he thought to himself, how can I live without Eve? What can I do without her? And so it is with many of us today, we see ourselves in a bad place. Wrong decision is about to be made, but we are attached like Adam. We do not know what to do. Conflict and Courage, page 16, paragraph 4. 
He says, but now the deed was done. He must be separated from her whose society had been his joy. How could he have a thought? Adam had enjoyed the companionship of God and of holy angels. He had looked upon the glory of the Creator. He understood the high destiny opened to the human race should they remain faithful to God. Yet all these blessings were lost sight of in fear of losing that one gift which in his eyes outvalued every other. Love, gratitude, loyalty to the Creator, all were overborne by love to Eve. She was a part of himself and he could not endure the thought of separation. He resolved to share her fate. If she must die, he would die with her. After all, he reasoned, might not the words of the wise serpent be true? Eve was before him as beautiful and apparently as innocent as before this act of obedience. She expressed greater love for him than before. And then the rest became history. He took of it and he ate. It is always the case that people when attached to something find it difficult to let go because they cannot see how pleasant life will be without that thing. Look, if we make earthly things the source of our happiness, just like Adam thought that Eve was the source of our happiness then we will make the wrong decisions inevitably. It is always detrimental to do this. Adam had loved the creature more than the creator. He had loved Eve more than God. That's why when we are looking at the concept of marriage, we should be careful. Let us not think that marriage is the source of happiness. The only true source of happiness is God himself. Even though God gave us marriage for the purpose of making us happy and making us to have that bliss and whatever we should be careful it is not so the greatest happiness man can have is with god himself adam chose eve over god that was idolatry and that is what many men are doing today in many ways human beings are doing that it may not be over a woman but we decide to stick with something we know to be wrong over sticking with God because we are idolatrous. We think that life is useless without that thing. We think that we cannot imagine our lives without this particular thing. And then money becomes the God of many. They cannot live. Oh, I cannot live without money and having the pleasures that I used to have before. So what will they do? They will steal, they will kill, they will get corrupt just to retain it. And some of them, they would all they will lose all their integrity just to hold on to that thing which they think is the source of life is their idol as for adam his idol was eve that was his idol and then he worshiped his idol eve over god but we should understand do not be attached to any earthly thing adam was attached to eve and because he was attached, when the time came to make a decision of choosing her over God, his attachment to Eve was greater than his attachment to God. And for many, our attachment to our academics, our attachment to our certificates, our attachment to our parents, our attachment to our friends, our attachment to our possessions, our attachment to our reputation is greater than our attachment to God so that when we see that our reputation is at stake, we will sin against God just so that our reputation can be kept intact. We will sin against God to keep our relationship with our parents or with our friends or with the society or just to get our academics. Many of us are attached to these things and that is the same thing Adam did. Thoughts from the Mount of Blessing, page 16, paragraph 2. Happiness drawn from earthly sources is as changeable as varying circumstances can make it. But the peace of Christ is a 
constant and abiding peace. It does not depend upon any circumstances in life, on the amount of worldly goods or the number of earthly friends. Christ is the fountain of living water and happiness drawn from Him can never fail. Amen. End of quote. You see, this is what we need to learn. Where is the source of your happiness, O oh brother and sister who are listening now? Check yourself. If you value your husband or your wife or your children or your possessions or your reputation above anything in heaven, above God, then we are setting ourselves up to do just the same thing that Adam did. We are setting ourselves up to commit the same sin. Adam could have trusted God just as you can trust God. In that time when you are in that situation, that it looks like you must lose this thing or hold on to God. Trust in God. Lose it. Is it parents? The love of your parents and their approbation above the commandments of God? Choose God above them. Is it your career? Choose God above your career. Is it your wife or your husband? Choose God above them. Look at what the world is today because of people making the wrong choices because Adam chose Eve above God. Were you to be in Adam's shoes, what will you do? Check today what you are doing. Check what you have done in the past. Many times we have sinned against God and it is because we choose our own personal desires above God. So we have contributed just like Adam to the woe of this world. Adam could have trusted God to handle the situation in the best way. But like Eve, he didn't trust God. He couldn't see any other way out of it. He could have at least gone to meet God to discuss this matter. And there would have been a way around it. Is there anything too hard for the Lord to do? But he felt there was no other way. Oh, he was writing his own love story. How did it end? Like they act today. And many women love men doing this kind of things for them. They love men sinning for them. They love men and they claim that is love. Was this love? This was not love because he didn't do what was best for Eve. If he had the true love, manifested that true love for Eve, the best he could have done was to not join her in her sin. Today, many men will do the same thing for women and women too will love men to do the same for them. And they call it love. But what are they doing? It is not love. It's not love when you are making a wrong decision to sin for someone else. To sin for someone else. No, it is not love. That cannot be love. Many of us are faced with such and in this we are faced with such situations and in these times what we need to do is to trust God's love. Trust him. He knows what he's doing. Don't doubt him. You think that oh if you make this or that decision then you will not be able to get this or that. Look at Abraham. God told him to sacrifice his son, his only son. And look at the example of Abraham. He went ahead and he was going to do it. He trusted God. The Bible says that he trusted that God was able to restore Isaac. That God was able to resurrect him. Adam didn't have that kind of faith. Here was a time for him to sacrifice Eve in the uh, figurative sense. But he did not do it. If God had called Adam, 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 take Eve, Eve your only companion and go and sacrifice her. Adam would have said no. That was virtually what he did. He could not sacrifice Eve. He would have chosen God. 
uh, chosen to sacrifice God above Eve. But Abraham chose God above Isaac. God told him sacrifice Isaac and he had no problems with it. He trusted God that God was able to raise him from the dead. Adam did not trust God. How about you? God is telling you, you pass through certain situations that looks as if you have to sacrifice something. Do you trust God? Hear the words of Jesus. Luke chapter 12 reading from verse 22. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, neither for the body what you shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn. And God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And which of you, with taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit? If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Consider the lilies how they grow, they toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you, that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothe the grass which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, neither be ye of a doubtful mind. Don't doubt. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that you have need of these things. But rather, seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that ye have and give alms. Provide yourselves bag which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupteth. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen. Jesus is telling us to trust in him. Don't seek after the things of this world. Oh, how will I... I can't let go of this, I can't let go of that. If you push comes to shove and you see you come to a situation like Adam where you either have to let go of something that you attach to, something you love or keep God's commandments because that was it. He either had to keep the commandment and not eat that fruit or eat the fruit and hold on to Eve. That was how he saw it and many of us find ourselves in such situations today when you find yourself in such situation remember the words of jesus he is telling you trust in the lord i have good plans for you don't be afraid fear not little flock for it is your father's good will to give you the kingdom stop worrying make the right decision i know how to bring out the consequences of your decision in such a way that it will favor you many of us we like Adam, we have already calculated in our mind that we already we know what the consequence will be. Certainly, this is what the consequence is going to be. Eve is certainly going to die, and I'll never see her again. But that was that the truth? The God who is who has made a plan to save two of them today, was he not going to make a plan to save only Eve? If he could do something to save us today, is it bigger than God to have had a plan to save Eve? But Adam didn't reason it that way. You also. You are in such a situation today. Are you thinking like Adam that God has no plan to help you if you make the right decision? Must you sin against him? You must not. 
but you are thinking oh if i don't commit this sin i can't see how my life is going to be any good anymore oh everything that i have planned will just go away you are repeating the same thing adam did now all these things happen to them for a reason so that we can learn and not make the same mistake they made are you planning to sin against god today thinking that you must do it because if you don't do it you can't see how the future is going to be jesus is saying to you fear not little flock i have good plans for you do the right thing i will turn out the consequences in such a way that it will be in your favor stop distrusting my wisdom god is saying stop distrusting my love proverbs chapter 4 from verse 5 get wisdom get understanding forget it not neither decline from the words of my mouth wisdom is a principal thing therefore get wisdom and with all thy getting get understanding verse 10 hear O my son and receive my sayings and the years of thy life shall be many i have taught thee in the way of wisdom i have led thee in the right paths when thou goest thy steps shall not be straightened and when thou runnest thou shalt not stumble take fast hold of instruction let her not go keep her for she is thy life not eve now but instruction enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men avoid it pass not by it turn from it and pass away proverbs chapter 23 verse 23 buy the truth and sell it not also wisdom and instruction and understanding what is this wisdom that you are supposed to buy that you shouldn't let go of what is this instruction and understanding god will tell you what it is Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 5 and 6 behold i have taught you statutes and judgments even as the lord my god commanded me that you should do so in the land whither you go to possess it keep therefore and do them for this that is referring to the ten commandments this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall hear all these statutes and say surely this is a great nation this great nation is a wise and understanding people psalm 19 verse 7 the law of the lord is perfect converting the soul the testimony of the lord is sure making wise the simple this is our wisdom in the sight of god let us learn not to repeat this mistake of Adam, this sin. And what was the sin? Adam listened to someone else apart from God, an evangelist who was used by Satan, which is Eve. And let us learn to not to be evangelists for the devil, propagating error and leading people with our influence into sin. Let us be careful of this. For Adam had another God. Who is your God? Your God is the person you listen to. As Eve listened to the serpent, the serpent became her God. And as Adam listened to Eve, indirectly she was listening to the serpent. He was listening to the serpent and then he made the serpent his God and lost the dominion. Exodus chapter 7 verse 1 and 2 And the Lord said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a God to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Thou shalt speak all that I command thee, and Aaron thy brother shall speak unto Pharaoh, that he send the children out of Israel. So here we see the interrelationship of who our God is. In the case of the serpent, serpent was indirectly saying to Eve, I have made thee a God to Adam. I will speak to you, and you will tell him what to do, and he will obey you. Our God is whoever we listen to. God himself was the one who said this to Moses that he has made Moses a God to Pharaoh. But Moses wasn't even talking to Pharaoh. 
it was Aaron Moses was talking to. But by virtue of the fact that Aaron was going to talk to Pharaoh and Pharaoh was supposed to listen to Aaron, by virtue of that, God said that Pharaoh's God is Moses because he was listening to the words of Aaron which came from Moses. Again in the book of Exodus 4, reading from verse 15 and 16, after the Lord was angry with Moses because Moses was giving excuses for why he doesn't want to go to Egypt, God said to him that Aaron was coming and in verse 15 he says, and you will speak to him and put words in his mouth and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and will teach you what you shall do and he shall be thy spokesman unto the people and he shall be even he shall be to thee instead of a mouth and thou shalt be to him instead of god hmm. who was the one that put the words in moses mouth god said i will put words in your mouth moses and because i'm putting words in your mouth to speak to aaron then i will make you a god to aaron because he will be listening to you who are you listening to who is putting the words in your mouth the devil put words in Eve's mouth and she repeated the same exact thing that the serpent told her to Adam. She had made the serpent her God because the person who put words in her mouth was the devil. And Adam by listening also made the serpent his God, who is your God today. Who are you listening to? Who taught you the principles of life by which you live? Is it coming from God? We will talk about that perhaps some other time. But we should start scrutinizing our lives. Where do I get my principles of life from? Who is the source? Where does it emanate from? Who is my God? Am I being used by the devil? The people that I'm listening to, who is using them to teach me? Is God my God or have I made the serpent my God? Now, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 6. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Verse 11 Now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. May the Lord help us to learn the lessons, is my prayer. Amen. Amen. So we see how she made the serpent her God and Eve took the fruit and ate and then we have seen how Adam made her his God having herself transgressed she Eve became the agent of Satan walking the ruin of her husband what a sad story indeed now we understand how Satan works he did not come to Adam but he knew how to get to Adam and so he would use a medium to get to you the point where he knew would be the easiest point of temptation that's what he will use the woman that was supposed to be his helpmate his assistant became his underminer for the sabotage we are either instruments of righteousness of, of unrighteousness the path to life is festered with all kinds of dangers from the enemy the sad part of it all is that she did not even know that she was deceived even after eating the fruit 
The tempter took advantage of her ignorance, not being able to recognize him. You know, Satan camouflages. Satan comes like a chameleon. Oh, young woman, open your eyes. That man that is talking to you right now might be his voice. Don't be deceived like many other simple women. In the music, he is still speaking. In the movie, in the schools, are filled with his voices. Come out from among them, the scripture says, and be ye separate. The time has come for us to pluck back our ears and eyes and run back to Jesus. The serpent deceived Eve. She touched it too. Now here we see Adam's response. It says, An expression of sadness came over the face of Adam. He appeared astonished and alarmed. To the words of Eve, he replied that these must be the foe against whom they had been warned. And by the divine sentence, she must die. In answer, she urged him to eat, repeating the words of the serpent that they shall not surely die. Like our brother just told us, we hear now another sermon is being preached in the same place. One is saying that you shall die, you shall surely die. Another one is saying that you shall not surely die. And we here we also see the principles behind the immortality of the soul. Today that sermon is being preached. And when the man dies, the man does not surely die. The man is existing somewhere, living somewhere, he's been born somewhere, or he's coming back in the form of the dead somewhere. She reasoned that this must be true, for she felt no evidence of God's displeasure, but on the contrary realized a delicious, exhilarating influence, thrilling every faculty with new life. Such she imagined as inspired the heavenly messengers. And we see another problem here where Eve stopped walking by faith. She now relied on her feelings. She was having an experience with the, the things she was feeling. And then since she did not drop dead, she thought that the serpent is right after all. Adam understood that his companion had transgressed the command of God, disregarded the only prohibition laid upon them as a test of their fidelity and love. There was a terrible struggle in his mind. Now here is where we find the, the principles behind why people commit sin against God even though they had knowledge. Now Adam knew that she had done she, what she had done would cause her death, but he too allowed himself, allow his emotions to cloud his strong adherence to right, the reasoning. There was a terrible struggle in his mind. He mourned that he had permitted Eve to wander from his side. Now let's take a minute. If, let us suppose that Eve the wife came to him and asked for permission to go to a dance party. Although he loved her and trusted her, but because of the nature of the place, you cannot safely grant that request. 
Now Adam as a guard and shield for Eve is supposed to be on the lookout, constant watch, because the garden is no longer entirely safe, seeing that the serpent was lurking. They have been warned that Satan is in the garden. And that moment when we are not watching, she slipped away into the slippery way of sin and death. But now the deed was done. He must be separated from her whose society had been his joy. How could he have his thoughts? And that was the question our brother told us. Adam was faced with the choice again, the decision to choose God over the woman. But Adam chose the gift over the giver. Adam had enjoyed the companionship of God and of holy angels. He had looked upon the glory of the Creator. He understood the high destiny open to the human race should they remain faithful to God. Yet all these blessings were lost sight of in the fear of losing that one gift which in his eyes outvalued every other. Love, gratitude, loyalty to the Creator all were overborne by love to Eve. He was now thinking more about himself. Love for God had been supplanted by love for Eve. No sign of death appeared in her and he decided to brave the consequences. He seized the fruit and quickly ate. And as soon as he ate of the fruit something happened in heaven there was something that was happening and because they were down here Adam did not realize the effect of his action read from Christ in the sanctuary page 28 it says that the fall of man filled all heaven with sorrow the world that God had made was blighted with the curse of sin and inhabited by beings doomed to misery and death. There appeared no escape for those who had transgressed the law. The sin of our first parents brought guilt and sorrow upon the wall, and had it not been for the goodness and mercy of God, would have plunged the race into hopeless despair. Note, thou shalt surely die. The emphasis is on surely. That's the word he missed. And he understood that God meant when he understood what God meant when he saw his own son or he was a witness how his son slew his other son. And Adam lived the 930 years and he died surely and so for Adams today the word of God is sure and the word is out do not allow the claims of the gift to take the place of that of the giver and so for the women today for the eves today we have seen that Satan is using mediums he understands that he understands the weakness of humanity and so he wants to lure women into things and he is using things that best suits their fancy and so they cannot even realize that it is the serpent 
speaking is the serpent singing and is the serpent acting and so he comes through all these mediums to draw them into the net that he had set from the beginning and so it's my prayer that we become wise unto salvation we run to Jesus that he enlightens us so that we may not be ignorant of his devices amen O Lord and Father we thank you for your word has been made flesh today we thank you for unraveling before our eyes the mysteries of redemption and the fall of man we have here the steps that the man took and brought the race into this doom and gloom but we thank you for the what Christ has done on our behalf and on the behalf of our first parents. Oh Lord, we don't want that sacrifice to go in vain. Help us to live by every word that proceeded forth out of your mouth. This is our request through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.